Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it is a privilege and a pleasure to have you with us again on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges that we face in life. It's a pleasure, really, it's a pleasure to have you with me again, episode 138. And if you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com. There you can learn more about me. There's a lot of great resources available on the website, and you can get a copy of today's handwritten show notes for you to use as you share this leadership talk in your leadership circle. Hey, last week we talked about failure, the teacher we need (laughs) but dislike, the teacher we need but dislike. I want to talk about failure again today. I want to talk about how do we deal when leaders fail? How do we deal with the fact that leaders fail? It was in 1997. I was in my late 20s, married with two toddler-age children. And I had felt led as a Christian to move across the country to support a friend in the work that he was doing in a local church. So I picked up my wife and kids. We believed this was the Lord. And we moved halfway across the country to support and to work with another individual. It was exciting. It was learning. It was thrilling to be a part of such an amazing and exciting time. Less than a year, the leader that had invited me to come had a public failure, was removed from their position, and I was left wondering, what am I going to do? No one here knows me. I came here looking for an opportunity that this relationship with this leader was the gateway to this opportunity only to find that this leader, with whom now is still a very good friend, had some broken places internally. And there I was, feeling abandoned and rejected and betrayed, and it was not fun and it was not good. So how do we deal with failure when it's the leaders that we're serving, we're following, we admire, we respect? That, my friends, is what we're going to talk about today. You know, last week when we talked about failure, we talked about it on a very sort of personal level and how do we learn from failure and how do we grow, etc. It may be equally difficult, if not more difficult, to process failure of those that we trust and respect and admire, whether that failure is highly publicized and gets a lot of notoriety and attention, or maybe that failure is private. You felt betrayed in a conversation. You were sitting around the table in a team meeting. You were sitting in a small group and something happens and you feel judged. You feel betrayed. You feel rejected. You feel like the opportunity that was sitting in front of you just vanished. It evaporated. That's the way I felt in 1998, less than a year of moving to this other place across the country with my wife and kids not making much money, living in a small home, waiting for the opportunity of a lifetime to open up. 
And instead, I feel pierced in my heart by the decisions of another person with whom I had probably put too much hope and too much faith in. It was a relationship that could not hold the needed trust for a great friendship and a great working relationship. Now, I'm happy to say today that some 23 years later that me and this individual are wonderful friends and we have forgiven and moved on. But it was such a pivotal moment in my life as a young leader that those you look up to and and you idol, not only say idolize in a negative way, but you have so much admiration and respect for let you down. How do you deal with that? What, what should we do? What should we resist? I, I remember one particular day I was at a church and I was working there. I was working on the grounds crew, cutting grass and and just helping the place look beautiful on the outside in an agricultural way. I was not a pastor at the church at the time. and I had finished my work for the day and I had gone into the little local prayer chapel at our church and I remember screaming out to God, I will never trust another person with my future. And I meant it. And I screamed it passionately and loudly. And it was a fact. I would never trust another person with that much influence in my life. Now, I've learned from that. The Lord spoke to me over a number of months and years through other individuals and myself that I needed to heal from that, that that screaming out to the Lord, I'll never trust another person with this much influence in my life, was just pain making itself known. It was anger making itself known. It was betrayal and rejection making itself known. Because when that happened, I felt, oh, I'm stuck in this poverty cycle. I'm stuck in this job that's not going anywhere. I'm stuck in a place where I can't pursue what I believe is the calling and purpose for my life. Friends, I was a young, immature leader, and I was prone and vulnerable to mindsets and beliefs and practices that I would construct in my life as a reaction to the trauma only to experience over the next many years a deconstruction of those beliefs, mindsets, practices, and attitudes because the reaction to trauma was as painful as the trauma. And so we've got to figure out how do we deal with failure when it's the leaders that we admire and that we respect. When I've reflected upon this time and the season of my life, while I don't want to live it again, I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the lessons that I have learned from it. And so today I want to share with you six thoughtful tips for how to deal with failure when it's the leaders that we admire. Thoughtful tip number one is to resist cynicism. It's to resist cynicism. Cynicism took a root in me, my friends, during that season. And I just began to develop this lack of trust in people. I was deeply cynical, uh, untrusting. It, It didn't really matter 
what what anyone said or or what they did. I was just I was a cynic. I was cynical. And cynicism is a feeling of distrust. And boy, it was more than a feeling of distrust. It was a fact that I couldn't trust people. I wouldn't trust people. It didn't matter what their pedigree was. It didn't matter what their history was. It didn't matter what they said. I'm not going to trust you. It's when I learned in that season to keep people at an arm's distance. So I want to partner with people to achieve my goals, not to partner with people to achieve their goals. And you learn to keep people at an arm's distance. When leaders that we admire fail, cynicism is on the heels of that experience. And we've got to resist it. To say it positively, you've got to choose trust. Now, you may not trust the person that failed you, and rightfully so. But don't let one person's failure create a, a, a category and, and a shockwave of mistrust that gets applied to people who had nothing to do with the failure. When I, that day in the prayer chapel, yelled out to the Lord, I will never trust another man with this much influence in my life. I was thinking specifically of the senior leader of that church. He didn't have anything to do with what had happened. It wasn't his fault, but I was taking the mistrust that I experienced in a personal friendship, and I was applying it to him. Beloved, when we experience failure from those that we admire, you've got to resist cynicism, and you've got to keep your heart open to trusting people and work on that and figure out what you need to trust people. Thoughtful idea number two is believe in your calling. I didn't believe in my calling because I had attached my calling at the hip to another person. I thought I needed this individual to fulfill my calling. I needed this person to make a way for me. That my character and my charisma and my competency and my history and the fact that I was an unknown individual in this organization, I didn't trust any of that. I needed this person. And I was grateful through this process that while we need one another interdependently, I needed this individual codependently. It was not healthy. And I was grateful that that got exposed. I'm not grateful for what happened in this man's life and his family. I'm just grateful that through this opportunity, I had a chance to double down and believe on my calling and what God had said to me or what I had been trained to do or what I had been equipped to do. And friends, when you experience failure in the leaders that you admire, I want you to continue to believe in your calling. Let your calling be connected interdependently to another, meaning I need the strength that you bring. I need your feedback. I need your input, even when it's difficult, but I can't fall into codependency, which is I have more faith in you to fulfill my calling than I do in the one that called me, which is the Lord. Or if you're in a, a marketplace, maybe it's a boss or a, a team leader or a small group leader of some kind. Friends, the Lord has called you. You've been called by others. You've been called to fulfill a great purpose. And in the midst of failure, it's easy to say, I don't believe in this calling anymore. Believe in your calling, friends. Thoughtful tip number three, stay faithful. When you can double down on trust and communicate what you need to rebuild trust and 
Stay faithful to believing in your calling and give yourself to character development. Give yourself to charisma development and competency. You can stay faithful. It's easier to stay faithful because you've got like you're like you're running downwind because you're choosing to trust and you're communicating what you need. You're resisting cynicism and you're believing in your calling. Stay faithful. Even in those days when I was hurt and I was angry and I felt betrayed and I felt confused and I didn't know what what I was going to do and the responsibility to my family and living across the country. And I didn't know very many people other than this one individual who had the the failure. I still had to go to youth group on Wednesday night. I still had to show up to work the next day. I still needed to attend staff meetings. I had to stay faithful that deep down there's a higher calling. There's a there's a higher motivation that there's an integrity on the line and you want to stay faithful. You want to remain full of faith. You want to stay faithful and committed, resolute and determined and not let other people pull you out by their decisions into the into the opportunities that are sitting in front of you. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Friends, when the leaders that you admire fail, don't let it take you out of the game. Stay faithful to the assignment that's in front of you. Thoughtful tip number four. Learn. We talk about learning a lot in this podcast. Learn. What can you learn from this situation? I learned that hidden secrets, unhealthy, dangerous, sinful secrets often are shown up, show up in the public and they hurt people. I learned that I've got to have accountability in my life. I, I remember not long after this situation, I was hired on pastoral staff through a series of really miraculous circumstances. And one of the older pastors there, a wonderful silver-haired man, so wise and so gentle and so loving, came to me one day and he said, Lance, I want us to read this book together called Lambs on the Ledge. And we began to read this book. And this book really was, in some ways, I think, a reaction to what many of us had experienced in this tumultuous time of, of failure. And I just remember, I'm so grateful for that man coming alongside me and saying, hey, we need to learn something here. There's something that we need to apply to our lives, apply to our relationships, apply to our heart. It's not just a self-willed determination for moralism, but it is a surrendering of the human spirit to the Lord Jesus Christ that he might help us live a life of integrity. And I'm so grateful for that season of learning and dialogue. I'm grateful that I not only learned through circumstances, I learned through the mentors that came around me. I learned through reading of the scriptures and admiring others and how they did it. Friends, when leaders that we admire fail, position your heart in humility to learn. Thoughtful tip number five, forgive. (laughs) Maybe this should have been first. These are not in any order of priority. I'm just thinking through this story today and jotting these ideas down. It's really important that you forgive. And it's not necessarily a forgiveness is for the other person as much as it's for you. The old adage that um, not forgiving another person is, is like drinking poison and expecting it's going to hurt the other person, but we're the one drinking it. Forgiveness is about you and it's about your health. 
It's about your psychological health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your relational health. Make a choice to forgive another person. Now, many times I've learned over the years, both by myself hurting people, not in, hopefully in this way, but just in the nature of relationships, sometimes we hurt each other, that forgiveness happens memory by memory. My late great friend Jim Wyatt, who passed away recently, near 90 years old and worked with people who had gone through traumatic situations for years and years. He worked with these individuals and counseled them. And he would often say to me, Lance, you forgive memory by memory. Just because you forgive today doesn't mean you won't feel the hurt tomorrow. When you do, forgive again. Forgiving again tomorrow doesn't devalidate the forgiveness that I offer today. It's recognizing that my healing and the recovery and the reconciliation happens moment by moment, day by day. Friends, I'm encouraging you and thoughtful tip number five to forgive. Release those people that hurt you. Release vengeance. Release judgment. Release punishment. Establish healthy boundaries, communicate what you need, choose to love your enemies and serve others sacrificially, and forgive. Thoughtful tip number six. Assess your character and act humbly. Assess your character and act humbly. When this happened in my life, I remember... Uh, thinking about my own life and what's happening and am I vulnerable to these kinds of things as well? Am I susceptible to the kind of entrapments that want to bring leaders down? Too often we're hearing in the headlines of marketplace leaders, Wall Street leaders, church leaders, police leaders, those with whom we re should respect and admire, men and women are having failure and it's often public, and it's far-reaching in its painful impact. And friends, I want to encourage you with thoughtful tip number seven, is that when this happens, assess your own character. Have conversations with those closest to you, and let them ask you the hard questions, and answer honestly about what's going on, and do so humbly. Six thoughtful tips for how to respond when leaders that we admire fail. Resist cynicism. Believe in your calling. Stay faithful. Learn. Forgive. And assess your character and act humbly. Friends, we could probably talk about this podcast for a long time. There's a lot to these ideas. And I just want you to know that if you are the one who has failed, and or you're the one who has experienced someone who has failed. Don't give up. Don't give up. God is for you and he loves you. Hey, I would appreciate it if you would share this podcast with your friends in your circle. Leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. And would you share it with a friend? Ordinary people, extraordinary lives episode 138. Hey, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you again next week.